Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Tristan Walker and our great friends over at Bevel, the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin. So make sure you go to getbevel.com and use code THEREAD, that's T-H-E-R-E-D to get 20% off your first month. That's getbevel.com. Check them out. Get your face and stuff together. And let's move on. Hey, y'all. This episode of The Read was also brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace is super awesome, and we use it at thisistheread.com. You can try them today by entering offer code READ at checkout to get 10% off. That's squarespace.com and offer code READ at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build a beautiful, and now let's get the show started. All right, we are back for another week of this shit. Yes, we are. I am Beyonce's wig crit manager. And I am Beyonce's shoes. And this is the read. Did you see her? Um... Who did it? Okay. So, <laughs> All right. Here we are again. <laughs> Another week of the read. How was uh, Texas? It was glorious. We ate all the fried things. We had Shipley's and Straits and Breakfast Club. And it was just we soaked up the essence of Beyonce. And, of course, we had a good time at Ariel's wedding. And I brought you back a praline from the reception. So, oh, that's nice. Yes. I'll keep that in my icebox for you till you get ready to have it. But we had a good time. How are you feeling? Congrats, um, Ariel. That wedding looked very... Uh... <sighs> my nigga. Opulent it was opulent is the word that I would fuck. use, yes. It was I was trying wealthy. to find like a real, but opulent fits. It was lavish as hell. Lavish is another one. It was a six-tier wedding cake. My nigga, six tiers? What? <laughs> it was a six-tier wedding cake. Of course it was. It was just, it was grand. Um. So yeah, here we are. Uh, so black excellence this week is... um. I'm going to give it to a young 10-year-old. A lot of you linked me to this story online, so thank you for that. Uh, By the name of Olivia Allen. She's from Kentucky. I want to say Louisville because, you know, my tab is just being a hater today. (laughs) And so, you know, who knows? She might be from Mars. She's from Louisville, Kentucky, or lives in Louisville, Kentucky, and she is a 10-year-old philanthropist. Having already held a toy drive... And collecting over a hundred toys for Cosair charities. I may have said that wrong. She's had food drives for underprivileged kids. And now she's making headlines for what she calls the I Can Be Girls Confidence Conference, which was August 22nd. And about 50 girls from ages 8 to 12 and their parents came to the conference. They had uh, keynote speakers, Barbara Sexton Smith and Ashley D. Miller. The mayor came out and spoke. And so, you know, everybody gave her her ribbons and things of that nature for gathering these young girls around and saying, you know, we're awesome, we're beautiful, you know, trying to build self-esteem up and things of that nature. So uh, Huffington Post has the story. I think a couple of other people have uh, covered it as well. She's so, so, so cute and very uh, 
loving, just has a very yeah. great spirit, and I'm sure uh, in a matter of years she's going to be richer than all of us. I so mean, to be, only be ten and already organizing conferences to help build up like young black girls, that is dope as hell. Congratulations! Right, like, just because she wants to. She has a big heart. Like this, she's thinking of the greater good already. So shout out to her and her mama. So this reeks vibha. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, Hot Topics. Yes. Funness. What is... Oh, God. Where do you even start? Okay, so let's start with uh, the ex and now current housefly of Atlanta, Sheree Whitfield. So, we've talked about this on the show. Sheree has left her pile of popsicle sticks in the sky (laughs) and has decided to come back to Bravo for another season of Real Housewives, apparently. Well, I mean, it's not like she don't need to, because where is the money coming from, girls? I'll tell you where it's coming from. Um, A YouTuber by the name of Justin J, who's relatively popular and things of that nature on the tube, he was on a couple of blogs after he posted this Instagram video. Uh, This past weekend was Pride. It was. Right. Okay, so this makes all the sense in the world now. So I guess, you know, everybody was at Piedmont Park doing their typical Pride Atlanta thing. Yeah. Like, Sheree was out there for whatever reason, you know, trying to be seen. Because that's where all her fans beyond, are. Beyond, I don't know, <laughs> straight out there. I don't know. I don't know where she's, I don't know what she's trying to trying do. Trying to make it on Worldstar. Yeah, or beyond the YBF or whatever. Something. Um, And so, Justin J posted this video on Instagram saying that Sheree was at the park charging fans. I'm going to use a different word. Charging people, humans, <laughs> uh, five American dollars. <laughs> To take selfies with her. Okay. Well, on their phones. Right. I love that he pointed out on their phones. So, okay, what? Girl, ma'am, Sheree, who told you that this... Now that I know that it happened like at Pride, there's some context for it. She wasn't just like randomly somewhere, you know, taking pictures, but still. Who is paying $5 so for So she said, you know Sheree? what? The park is going to be popping. Let me go ahead and make Pride my weekend. gas money for this week. Let me go over there and be the East list celebrity that I am. Right. And see if some people... Because essentially, that, that to me is panhandling. It is. I mean, it, the only difference is that you're using your face to make the money, but it is the same damn... She might as well go on the train and do the same damn thing. Right. And it would be considered, like, the exact same activity. Girl, don't nobody care about you. Who was really just, like... Was there a line for Sheree? <laughs> Okay. You know she had one of those little cubes in her purse that you put on your iPhone. You could swipe a debit card. You know, oh, does she like the little square payment did. thing? Five dollars to take a picture with you for what, Shrey? Oh, uh, I hate to think that anybody actually paid that money, but knowing how some of y'all worship these reality stars just for being on TV, I know she probably made at least twenty dollars. <laughs> well, I'm sure a lot of those queens probably felt in their heart. You know, they probably had a charitable spirit. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of them probably got. A few back shots that weekend, and so okay. they were in a giving right. mood. Okay. They, you know, were in a taking mood, so then you give. <laughs> and so everybody knows that Chateau Sheree is literally holding on by Gorilla Glue. I don't think it's even so. Why not donate? <laughs> it's not even all the way up. Like I'm pretty sure I'm not doing that. Still, just a lot covered in like Georgia clay. It ain't a damn thing going on over there, Sheree. But you know what? I'm not mad at you for getting back on this TV. Your stupid ass. And your ridiculous decision making and your dumbass arguments and all this shit. I can't wait to see your dumbass back on TV again. So thank you for that. Sheree posted a comment on the gram saying most charge most charge fees, honey. Most time most most of whom? 
most what? I don't know a single other one. What noun are you putting there? I have no idea what she's talking okay. about. Most washed up ass bitches who used to be on a show? Next time it will be $10. Hashtag <laughs> I work hard. Hashtag. <laughs> what? Hashtag who, she by Sheree. Okay. Is that, has that ever made it to stores? Like, that's not in Kmart. That's not on QVC. No, I think it's in, um. Show me a label with she by Sheree on it. I think she by somebody carries she by. No, they don't, (laughs) girl. mm -mm. No, they don't. Maybe like the U.S. one flea market or like. (sighs) All right, all right. Straw? No, not strawberry. White people go there. Maybe like a. No, I can see it in flea markets though. That's one spot. City trend. If you ever did see it in a in some, well, I was gonna say rainbow, but only in the hood, like not the not the whitewash rainbow. I can see it in rainbow. Yeah, I can see it in the hood rainbows. But it's not actually anywhere because don't nobody give a fuck about Sheree. So, so I mean, whatever works. Good luck to you, girl. I don't Madam. know. I don't. Sheree Whitfield looks like you remember the vultures at the end of Jungle Book that saying, "We're your friends. I do actually, and We're your friends. You We're your friends <laughs> to the bitter and the bitter end." Harmonies. When y'all, you better sing. I can do the whole song. It's such a great song. I just pulled um, up a new picture, like a recent photo of her, and I don't know why. She still looks like she should be circling above. She does like, a dead antelope. Did that round gay man with the heels stop doing her hair or something? Because Lawrence these, yeah. or sh- which sh- is one of the fashion queens? The one who, right? The one who had something to well, actually, something to say about natural hair. N- Yes, the one who had something to say about natural hair like a yeah, long-ass time think, ago. I don't know. At least our hair was looking better then. These wigs now are terrible. And you bitches who think you can just part your hair and put some concealer down and then put a lace, to, a lace front right behind that, you hoes need to stop. We can see it. See, you're the one. You are the reason that I know this all. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but that is bullshit. Meek Mill is still very uncomfortable with the idea of Drake. He was performing at a The Fool's Gold Day Off concert in brooklyn oh yeah i heard about that and um he was like the headliner right and um someone in the crowd had like this meme ass photo of drake's head that they were holding up as he's performing and so then he cuts the music to turn to that person and say something to the effect of um, I'm not no fucking dweeb. You can't pick on me. Put it up again, nigga. This, oh, that, and third. All of that. Mick Mill is very, very impulsive. He is. He makes decisions without thinking them through. Like getting on Twitter and this shit right here. He just doesn't consider the consequences. You just have to, like, take a view from the six, girl. <laughs> Why don't you just accept the fact that you took a big-ass L, and as a result, you probably gonna be taking a few L's for the next few months, and yeah. just keep it going. Like, Just let them, get, just, just... You were humiliated, my nigga. You need to understand this. I don't know if you got a bunch of yes-men in your corner, and Nikki sucking your dick every other hour to keep you in a good mood, but like, you took a big I followed ass. her on Instagram over some shit like that. I never could follow her on Instagram. It was always I'm, too much. I worked my way through it. She was She's one of those girls, and I've said this a million times, who post every selfie that they take. Oh, God. Instead of picking the best one. She's like, <laughs> I look good in all this All my shits. selfies and look good. And she posts right. 18 of them. <laughs> Literally, she'll be like in the backseat of the limo, and it'll be one of like the right side of her face, then the left side of her face, then dead on, <laughs> then one with like a wink, and then one with a kissy face. It's like, bitch. Who you needs be, all this? <laughs> We know what you look like. You don't have to do 18 of them. Right. But then she posted one. But the barbs one. were like every single one. I mean, why not? And, you know, I, I dealt with yeah. it. 
But the damn deal breaker for me was when she posted some video of like she was in bed with me and he was like shirtless sleep and she was I guess she was like on all fours over his back and was twerking in a G string. Oh girl. Oh, and he like woke up or was yeah, looking he, like, back woke at her up or something. Some shit like that. And I, I was saw like, that one. That one made it to Tumblr, I think. I saw that video and I was just like, Girl, what are you doing? I was like, you know what, girl? <laughs> this is the end. You do what you have to do. Nikki is really trying to save face. And it won't be hard to say goodbye to yesterday. It won't. If you Okay, so you're just going to turn this into a boy's man thing. <laughs> I mean, but nobody. I don't really believe that Nikki and, and Meek are going to stay together. Like, I oh, think she's but, hanging in no. there because First, people will think at this point if she leaves him, it's because of Drake. You have to give it some time. Well, shouldn't it be? <laughs> because, like... If I was Nikki, I would have left that nigga right after he got done tweeting because... But then you're not a ride-or-die bitch. Uh, and I'll be that. You you damn right. I ride or die for me, my kids, my nephew, like, my family. <laughs> like, I my ride or die. Tiny. Like, I'm not riding or dying for no damn nigga. You out your mind. I'll pick me. So, you know, good luck with that. I do think that Meek might be all right, though, in the long run. If, as long as he, if he can just continue to be quiet, <laughs> you know, and finish up the tour... And, uh, the tour ain't over? Fuck maybe, me. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. I don't care. You don't but the point is, you know, uh, make some appearances at Wingstop with Rick Ross. You know, just be quiet for a little bit. Just a little tiny bit. Um, just duck back underneath the radar. And then come screaming back into the hearts of street niggas in the, like, spring. Exactly. I was going to say, all he has to do is take the fall and winter off and chill the fuck out somewhere, let niggas forget, and then come back next, like, April or May with something for the summer and just be ready. Like, yeah. But you, need to, but you need to sit your ass down somewhere real quick, bro, yeah. or, or develop a thicker skin. Because it's going to be a while before niggas stop reminding you about and back And this is all your fault. <laughs> you getting bodied by a singing, nigga. Like, I would literally hum that at Meek Mill every time I saw him. And I know there are millions of others who feel the same way. Like, people are going to clown you for this. So, sorry, bro. But not sorry. I mean, right. Because like you said, you did do it to yourself. So, speaking of Atlanta Gay Pride, there was this story that Christopher Brown was supposed to be performing at Atlanta Gay Pride this past weekend for, I think, Trax Girls. I don't know much about Trax besides the fact that they're, like, the big gay party scene in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And then they've got, like, regular Trax, and then they've got Trax Girls for the girls like you, and then they've got, like... Bulldogs? I don't know, I whatever. I don't know how it works. <laughs> I think Trex Girls was the one I went to. Were you there that year when we saw Hell like no. lesbians fighting and one of them slammed another one's skull into the concrete? No, but damn, I wish I was. Right? I love a good lesbian fight. These two dudes was going at it. I have seen some good lesbian fights, though. I love fights, though. I run Me the fights. I mean, I just beat his ass. I'm I right there in the front. I really. You know, I does? enjoy it. I mean, listen. Until, who doesn't? Until people start picking up like assorted weapons. <laughs> Then it gets to me too much. Because sometimes it's necessary. But just a regular old fist fight. Sometimes it's just sure. cathartic to see somebody get their ass beat. Sure. <laughs> okay. Just, um, it's just me. Speaking of which, Chris Brown was, you know, like I said, supposed to be there and things of that nature. And the uh, supposed to be like 4,000, 40,000, some of the thousands mm-hmm. of all of these lesbians from across the world. They were coming to, you know, be loyal, whatever. I don't give a fuck. And um, it says here that Brown was set to introduce singer Tiana Taylor at the event, which personally is great. 
to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to say why. I don't need to get into details. I just love it. Um, of course, Chris was not there. And they, uh, I guess one of the organizers put out this story that he took the retainer fee and he knew damn well that there were going to be gay men present because the story is that he didn't want to go because gay guys were going to be there in Atlanta. But it's pride. In Atlanta. It could have been shame. It doesn't matter what fucking day of the week it is. It's Atlanta, (laughs) Georgia. That's true. It could have been the middle of March and it would be the same gay niggas. But, like, how could you not know that you were being booked for this? Like... The air in Atlanta is gay. You mad? And honestly... The wind would be like... (laughs) Like, it's like... (laughs) Like we're like if you really we're sassy to it, now, my nigga. It is. <laughs> if Chris Brown is that worried about being around gay men, then why is he going anywhere? There are gay men in like because this is bullshit. Every city where Chris Brown is like welcome to perform and will sell tickets is full of gay men. So this I don't story know. This is, is is garbage. It has you, to I, be. I don't because a you can say a whole a whole lot you can about this nigga right here you can but one thing i don't know that i can say just yet is that he's that type of homophobe because i've seen first of all chris brown has a plethora of homosexual fans like just a gang of them still to this day they're at his concerts he had a concert um in atlanta that same weekend you know so there were undoubtedly a bunch of gay niggas there and I've seen him take loads of photos with gay male fans, with trans fans, all oh, kinds have? of things. Yeah. And um so and I believe that his like assistant is gay, his stylist is gay, you got gay dancers, all kinds of shit. I don't think that he's uncomfortable um with the presence of gay men. It seems more so like these niggas knew that Chris Brown was gonna be there that weekend and they put his motherfucking face on the flyer knowing damn well he wasn't coming See, and booked all, got a whole bunch of people tickets. to come out. Yeah. And now they're making up this story about how he ain't show up, whatever, because it's very easy to make Chris Brown look like the bad guy because he And is that's a, lot. a believable story. Like well not to me to, it wasn't. To not for that excuse. They should have made some other shit up. Like if you don't, but if you or, don't know anything about Chris Brown and his feelings on on gay people, then you would hear that story and think, huh, Chris Brown is always in some fuck shit. That don't sound like that crazy to me. But like you said... But you also have to keep in mind that Chris Brown is an adult with a brain and Atlanta, Georgia and gay... Pro- like... Even if you didn't know that Chris Brown has been around gay men before, mm-hmm. he'd have to be an outstanding dumbass to be like, oh, wait, so you mean gay niggas gonna be there? No. Like, that doesn't make any sense. (sighs) You're right about that, but it would not be the first time Chris Brown didn't make sense. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt just because, like you said, he's taking photos with gay fans and appears to work with gay people and all this, so I'm gonna assume that, you know, this is just some shit niggas did to sell tickets and get people to come out, but it didn't sound that crazy to me when I first heard it. And you story. also have to keep in mind that Chris Brown is never afraid to be publicly dumb. That's true. You know, like, he will follow Karuchi to her car and look at her like, I will bite your shoulder off. <laughs> and like, all kinds of shit with the cameras right there. He don't he give does. a fuck. Like, he doesn't ever hide his nuttiness. <laughs> Not so, even a little bit. So, yeah. Maybe he would have just been on Twitter like, you damn right, I canceled. But he hopped on Twitter and was like, girl, there was no damn shit. Ain't nobody confirmed me for nothing. Oh, I have well. no problem with the LGBT community. I support y'all. I wasn't going to that shit in the first place. See, Chris Brown is in enough shit to where y'all don't need to make shit up and make him look worse. Like, isn't right. it bad enough for him? Don't, and don't that make is why it worse. I be, over and over again, I try to, like, give him 
the benefit of the doubt or trying like halfway be in his little corner because he is talented and crazy. But then I know like ever since the Rihanna thing, people have been piling bullshit on him all the time. Mm -hmm. So I try and be fair and then he'll do something crazy like cuss out Tamar and call her a man or whatever the fuck. (laughs) I don't think he ever did that. Let me stop. But you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So. I get it. Like, for instance. So, (laughs) Karuchi. Right on into it. <laughs> First of all, Karuchi is, I guess, going to be on Catfish. I don't know if they're still Oh, she's going to be that. the guest host? I'm guessing that's what it is because she is posted like the both. She and Neve have uh-huh. been in like a ton of photos and videos this past weekend. Yeah, together. that must be one it. in a car. And then like she had a, a photo with her stomach out. That said, like, food baby. And then there was, like, another photo. With, it was just. I hate it, when skinny girls do that. Stop that, girl. Bitch, ain't no food baby. It ain't even no food bump. So that was odd. And they, like, left the strip club. He, like, kissed her on the cheek and all of these things. I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume that she is going to be one of those. Yeah. Hosts Must or be guest, guest hosting. people or whatever. I refuse to believe somebody thought that they were dating Karuchi on the internet. And so Karuchi is showing up to be like, no, no it's not me. That just can't be. Can't well, be. I'm sure someone somewhere thought that they were dating Karuchi at some point because of some lie. I mean, but. Or a catfish. Okay. Well, perhaps. Anyway. Someone thought they were dating Bow Wow on that show. But someone also. If received- you will lie to people in this millennium. <laughs> About Bow Wow. But that stuff was kind of fine, though. And she sent that bitch $10,000. Now, I don't understand why you thought it was Bow Wow, but $10,000 is a lot of money to get from somebody. That's how you should have known it wasn't. (laughs) Because Bow Wow wouldn't have never sent your ass that money? Or, I mean. Bow Wow sees $10,000. Best believe he needs to keep it. That stud was, okay, see, that was rude. No, it was not. It was fact. Okay. Well, that stud was still a little bit fine, but, you know, obviously crazy. Anyway, so. The game, the rapper, not oh, the right. actual no. game. I had to think or about the it. Ruined show or any of those things. All right. JC on mm-hmm. Taylor. Whatever it is. Um The nigga who stay getting with seventeen and eighteen year old girls even though he's knocking on forty. But cool. Anyway. What? The game is always with a young girl. Like a girl who just turned eighteen or is like a fresh seventeen years old. Always. <laughs> I never knew nothing about that. <laughs> Wasn't the nigga, the woman that he was engaged to and they had like a show together, wasn't she like much older than him? I think maybe after that, because all I've seen from the game, like on the blogs and uh, Instagram and Baller Alert and all that shit over the past eight months or so, has been him laid up with these girls who look like they are probably still in high school or just got done yesterday. So Probably because he was dating his auntie for so damn long. <laughs> so you just stay with an old bitch for so long, you got to go in the opposite direction. <laughs> I don't direction. know what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't know. All I know is that she's got game is a guilty pleasure of mine. You like it? <laughs> so it's so good. Oh, oh my, my God. God. I cannot watch it. It is so good. Oh my God. You, oh. It's giving me flavor of love. I just wish that somebody, like, I just wish they were just a little more homely and, like. Oh, all the girls are really, are, are pretty. All of the girls are relatively attractive. They are, especially for reality TV shows. Whereas show. Flav had Hottie <laughs> and named and she her was a, Hottie. And she was a genuine contender. Like, she, she, she participated. She. Made out with him. It's like, Flava and Goldie. Like, I love they were Goldie. either like, oh, who did it? Goldie they were mean. either like crazy looking or they just look like normal average girls like yeah, Goldie did. Right. Um, and hoops. So. Hoops, Lord. That Jesus. tale. That tragedy. 
Oh, yeah, but She's Got Game is great. I think the reason I like it so much is because one of the girls on there who I really wanted to win uh, is Jamaican. And she's Oh, beautiful. yeah, that Jamaican girl is gorgeous. Wasn't she Miss Jamaica or something? I don't know. I think I she was. So. Yeah, the first episode. Did you watch the first episode, the I pilot? I remember it. Yeah, well, remember when they all had their celebrity pimp come introduce them? And, oh, yeah, that one was boring. Yeah, that one. Well, and see, that was when I decided I wasn't going to look at it no more because everybody sounded like a total dumbass. Like... Everything that came out of their mouths contradicted what they had just said, and everybody just sounded really fucking stupid. And I did you not think I couldn't have expected more. I did though, like not that dumb, like not to where it was just like, okay, all right, I can't. I just did not. Feel anyway, like I could the watch Jamaican girl show. slays, and I know that you know they're surely not going to stay together if she wins or if she does. I don't really give a fuck. All I know is that I love for her because she's Jamaican, and she's fine, and she's real as fuck, and I feel like she can fight. And he should pick her because although she'll probably try to kill him at some point, that's how you prove love. <laughs> no, it's absolutely not. But yes, that's is. how you know somebody truly loves you. If you don't try to take that person's life, or at least consider Maybe it, if you don't ever feel like you want to take that person's life, then you are never really in love with them. Not that you actually, you know, attempted to do it. Because that sounds like a little bit over the line. Look, sometimes the point has to get across somehow. I mean, that's true. Sometimes you have to let a nigga know, but not necessarily resorting to violence. Please. <laughs> no, anyway. Fine. She is gorgeous, so, though, like you said. Like, she's another level of pretty. Apparently, the game only follows Carucci on Instagram now, and he liked eight of her photos back-to-back. Not sure where that came from or why. What? It ended up on the shade room, and Chris Brown left a comment saying something like, somebody needs, uh, somebody's got an album to promote or some shit. I don't know. By liking Carucci's pictures? I don't know what that means. (laughs) Okay. And then Chris Brown's friend and game got into this whole, like, Street gang Twitter Instagram back and forth. These niggas are beefing on social media over Karuchi. Yes, but like in a straight out of Compton style. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So so what happened here? So um, Christopher's friend who is on Instagram, his name's Wax Star. Okay. Not sure why. But he. Every time, I think, I don't know if it's just him, but I'm familiar with this name. And every single time somebody, like, likes Karuchi's picture or makes her their WCW or whatever, I don't know if it's always him, but one of Chris Brown's friends always posts some shit like uh, an armory of guns or, like, a giant machete or something, like, like another one of them pictures, bitch. (laughs) It's like, what? Why are y'all doing (laughs) So nobody can like this bitch? So only women are allowed to like Karuchi's photos. Right. There's no such thing as a man allowed to like her. And y'all are going to do what? Fight or kill and a nigga behind this? fully these? homosexual men. <laughs> okay. Probably, and they probably can only be right, bottoms. Right. Right. Like, so okay. what is Karuchi supposed to do? Just now? Like, she should just die? Or like, what is it that Chris Brown... See, what is it that you that's want actually from really, her? That's actually really fucking creepy, though. Like, for them, for Chris's friends to be acting like that after Chris and Karuchi she broke up. She wasn't even your girlfriend. Right. So what is you niggas going so... Even if she was your girlfriend, it would still be creepy because damn nigga, get over it and leave her ass alone. Right. It's one thing when Chris does it, and he does it a lot. And he but needs to chill the fuck out. But his friends do it, too. Like, y'all aren't together anymore. You will surely find another girl somewhere, sometime, somehow. You didn't even have to look. Very, I'm sure very nice and one. very, very beautiful. 
Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you are deep sea diving in bitches right now. Twenty thousand leagues under the puss, <laughs> and you are telling and bitch, niggas can't even like Karuchi's pictures. Man, stop. Come on, like she's gonna move on, and you right. should move on too. And it's not fair to terrorize her or any guy that likes her photos. It's like it's ridiculous and it's childish. And every single one of these niggas has kids. Every All of them. of them. The only one, to my knowledge, who is not a parent is Karuchi. Game got kids. <laughs> Chris got kids. Chris' friend got kids. All of y'all have kids. There's no point in y'all talking about shooting each other and fighting each other and knocking each other out over a girl that is no longer with Chris because of Chris's mistakes. Grow up. Right. Be parents and take care of that. Not to mention, Chris got a lot of nerve acting like this behind a girl that he had blatantly cheated on so many times that the rest of the world knew about it. Like... My nigga, you left her on Christmas to go lay up to with Rihanna. go to, not lay up. It wasn't even like he checked into, you know, a nice hotel and they did their things behind closed <laughs> not doors. Not even lay up. Open-mouthed guffaws at the basketball game. Right. Floor Having seats. a good time. While that bitch was at the On house. Christmas. While Karuchi is flipping through the channels and lands on oh ABC and goes, is that my nigga? With Rihanna, you had a whole ass baby on her ass, and we found out before she did. And we didn't even talk. We didn't even talk about royalty. And you got the nerve (laughs) to still leave that bitch alone. You deserve to be single, Chris. You deserve to have Karuchi never fucking speak to you again. She deserves to go on with her life and find a nigga who will treat her right, or at least better than what you did. And that is just come on, like goddamn, let her live her life. His friend did post a meme that I, I I didn't see it, but they say that the meme said never gonna get it. And that reminds me of In Vogue, which hmm. that part of that song always sassy. makes me funny. So <laughs> it makes me funny. That part always makes me laugh for some reason. And it's useful for so many it you know, things. So it is. A lot of these responses from Chris and his friends, while uh, petty and immature, are hilarious. Like Go Home Roger. A lot of petty and immature things are I mean, but, I mean, funny as hell, so... That doesn't change the fact that all y'all some fuck niggas who need to grow the hell up and log off and go take care of your fucking kids somewhere. Okay. Um, You want to talk about Caitlyn Jenner being homophobic? Oh, that's my read this week. Oh, okay. Well, we're done. Okay. Well, shout out to those people who made the news this week. And um, we will be right back. Hey, guys. This episode is being brought to you by Squarespace. Building a website can be tough, and even if you do know your way around coding, creating something that looks good and works well is time-consuming and really just annoying. So, whether it's for a business website, a portfolio, if you have a restaurant, if you sell dresses and shoes on Instagram, in this day and age, you probably need someplace online to hold all of those things. So, you need to go to squarespace.com. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful websites that look professionally designed, regardless of your skill level. You don't need to know anything about coding. It's really, really easy to use, and it has intuitive and easy-to-use tools create your website with it all has state of the state of the art technology powering the website to ensure security and stability so no haters can try and hack in or you know mr robot your life and you can trust in squarespace for your website needs when millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world trust in them too we use squarespace to power our website this is the read.com so check them out at squarespace.com use code read to get 10 percent off your first purchase so go over there and start your free trial today. They're the Shiat. And let's get back to the show. We're back and it's time for listener letters. Yes, it is. Send your questions to asktherita at gmail.com. 
That first question this week comes from Courtney, who says, I'm 23 years old and I'm eight months pregnant. I'm in a two year relationship with my 26 year old boyfriend and I am so in love with him. On paper, his life isn't ideal because currently he has no home or car and has two sons. His sons live with their mother, but he sees them as much as he can and has always taken great care of them. But this question pertains to my mother. Although I know my boyfriend is amazing, my mom doesn't doesn't mom think so. <laughs> she ain't said shit about him. It sounds great. Yeah. So she despises him for no real reason. And before she met him, she hated him. You got two kids. Ain't got no goddamn. Okay. When we first started dating, we were coworkers, and my mom didn't like the idea of me dating someone from my job. But I looked past her animosity and continued. The first time he came over to the house to meet her, he brought her favorite movie and ice cream and even helped her fix the sump pump under our house. She thanked him, of course, but after that, she just started talking trash about him and continues to do so to this day. In the span of of my relationship, my mother has said terrible things about my boyfriend. She's kicked me out for seeing him. She threatened to kick me out of the house for siding with him. And recently, she even got a peace order against him, which legally means he can no longer come to the house. My mother has no reason to feel threatened by my boyfriend because he has never said anything even remotely threatening to her. He only comes to the house to see me and barely says anything to her aside from hi and bye. My baby shower was last last week and my boyfriend wasn't even allowed simply because she did not want him there. As you can probably guess, my relationship with my mother is strained. I've done all I can to mend the situation, but nothing works. I'm too tired and too pregnant to keep trying. My question is, how do I mend the relationship between my mother, my boyfriend, and myself? I love my mother, but I don't really like her at the moment. At the rate she's going, she's pushing me further and further away from her. I want her to be a part of her grandchild's life, but not when she's acting like this, and certainly not when she shuns the person I love. Well, get out of her house. Listen, Courtney, I wasn't going to give it to you that raw, but that's really it, sis. If you have a problem with your mama's rules and your mama's attitude and who your mama wants in her property and not, then you need to go get live out of with him. Right. Oh, wait. Right. Except he don't have no house. So who does he live with? And like, you're how old? 23. And she's he's 20, how old? Out of 26. Okay. So, and they've been together for the past two years. She's now eight months pregnant, which means she's going to give birth any day, Soon. right, here in the next few weeks. Your mama definitely overhates him. I mean, she he, overhates him, but I understand why. <laughs> yeah, I had to as as well. It's very nice that he went out to go get her, you know, chocolate chip, whatever, or whatever yeah. the fuck. That's very nice and help out around the house. But mothers tend to they tend to champion for people they know are or they feel in their hearts are right for their kids if she don't feel like this is just like paula j parker <laughs> you ain't shit and her mama <laughs> except hit force is shit no right like but it, yeah it is kind of like well yeah we if don't your mom don't feel like you know he can provide for you and obviously he can't so i'm sure that's you know, a big part of her problem she, she sees did she's pregnant. doing a lot though right like uh, yeah but you're pregnant by somebody that cannot financially take care of the child, which I mean, love is great, and of course, him being there, especially with a Gerbers. newborn, especially especially with a newborn, having the daddy there would be is incredibly helpful. But kids are fucking expensive, and your mama sees what this really is, which is an additional expense for her. And of course, she's angry that your baby daddy slash boyfriend is not in a position to help take care of you and this child because he just isn't. He doesn't have a house or a vehicle, and it sounds like you live somewhere where those would be essential things like to life so no where you have a baby you gonna need a house and a goddamn vehicle i understand that is why not your mom your is mad girl i really do i see why she's and i understand why she's frustrated as well but if i had to go here 
based on the things that you've told me, I 1000% will understand why your mama don't like him. Now, your mama talking about peace orders and shit, so the nigga can't come to the house. She, she was, your mom was petty so for that. Petty. She, she called the police, went down to the police station, like, can I get a restraining order? He could at least have come to the fucking no, baby shower for his baby. Like, I mean, but if it up. was at her house and she didn't want him at her house, she could have taken, she could have at least a baby shower. I'm at not the saying your mama's not being petty. I'm saying I understand. But in the same token, girl, if she didn't want him at the house, have the baby shower at a park or something like, you know, like <laughs> get a haul or something. But you know what I'm saying? It's hard to tell a grown woman what she can or cannot do or how she should act in the house that she pays for and the bills that she pays for you and the bills she will be paying for your your child. Like, it's very hard to turn around and be After like. After she paid all the bills for you when you were a child. Right. Like, oh, mama, I know I'm to. an adult and, you know. And and I'm and I'm pregnant, so I'm getting ready to have to take responsibility of another person's life. But clearly, you need her, and if that means you have to, you know, compromise on some things you really want, like laying up with your boyfriend and watching Netflix, then girl, y'all need to get together and come up with a plan on how y'all can get a place together or whatever, and a car or whatever, and do that. Right? If he has a job and he's staying somewhere where he is helping pay rent or I don't know something, like maybe y'all should be saving up. And trying to get down some deposits and shit so y'all can move together and take care of your baby as a unit. Like, maybe y'all need to be working towards that together. But this just sounds like, honestly, a typical mama being like a mama. And mm-hmm. now she ain't necessarily right for it. But what you really gonna do? Talk to her greasy in her own house? Like, okay, girl. All right. Good luck to you. I mean, when you have that baby, you gonna learn. <laughs> It's going to get very real for you real quick. It's cute now because, you know, the baby, the shower and gifts, and everybody's excited and big bump and baby, oh, so happy. Yeah, and yeah. when that motherfucker get here and don't give a fuck about your sleep or your aching back or whatever the hell else. <laughs> Girl, when that baby decides. You're going to want to roll over and pass that motherfucker to yeah, the daddy and where he going to be. When that baby is seven weeks old and decides it's cute to just stay up all night, just all night. Just you gonna want your baby to you're gonna want your baby's father to run out and go get you some bluebell or something <laughs> like that. And he can't do that. But he gonna, he gonna catch the bus at three o'clock in the morning when you want some ice cream and the baby won't shut up. I just girl, I think you need to to take your mama's attitude and everything with a grain of salt and just try to deal with it until you can get your shit together and move out, which is honestly the same advice I would give somebody who wasn't pregnant. It's just kind of like you're really in a position where I don't I don't see how you can argue with her. Like you need to you need as much stability in your life as possible right now because you're about to go through some major shit. And Mm -hmm. girl, I mean your mom And I can't imagine how you I can't imagine that you really think that your your child's father doesn't have a, a home or car or what have you, and he's just kind and sweet, and right. love is going to be enough for this to be situated. Like, regardless of of all of those things, you as uh, a mom are going to have to say, okay, how am I going? A, how am I going to get up out of my mama's house? Yeah, and how is he going to get a place so that we can be together and be a family? I'm not even saying that you need to break up with him since you love him so much, and you say he's sweet. I don't know him. You do, right? But you can't argue with your mama in her house about this nigga that she don't like because he don't have a house or a car, you and he really already has. Can't. Two kids that ain't yours. You really just cannot, girl. Sorry, nah, bro. (laughs) Nah, not with all this. So good luck to you and the conversation with your mama. Hope it goes well. Hope y'all manage to coexist. Um, And good luck to you with all the rest because, you know, God bless. Let's move on. Our next question is from KK and it says, if you had to live, (laughs) this is how she signed it. Sure. (laughs) If you have to live the rest of your life with only one musical artist catalog, who would it be? Hmm. 
Let me think about it. <laughs> Fuck out of here. What are you talking about? Would it really be Beyonce? <laughs> Bitch, who else would it be? Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, an entire catalog, though. There are some artists who have made some incredibly timeless music. Like, I love Beyonce, obviously. Like, obviously. But I don't even think Beyonce's answer would be Beyonce. Why would Beyonce's answer be Beyonce? <laughs> Beyonce could just sing to her damn self. <laughs> what are you talking about? Say Why would Beyonce choose Beyonce, girl? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it would be Beyonce, though. I would really have to think about that Beyonce one. Beyonce has a very, very large catalog of music as she continues to prove to people when she goes on world tours with old-ass music that you've heard. When she does, you know, a random spot at a festival just to remind the girls. Like, she's got a very large yeah. catalog of music. And if you include Destiny's Child as well, I'm set. Like, yeah. I don't really even feel like... And the remixes, you know, like... The Bootylicious remix with Miss... Oh, come on. It would either be Beyonce, Missy Elliott, maybe Bob Marley, um, maybe Azealia Banks. No, Azealia Banks' catalog is real, real small. For the rest of your life. I was My first thought was Michael Jackson, honestly. Um, just because I grew up a Michael Jackson stan. I've only been a Beyonce stan, you know, for the last 10 years or so. But, like, Michael Jackson's music is, like, super important to me. Like, a whole lot of memories attached to that. And he's just, you know, legendary, obviously. So maybe Michael Jackson, maybe Bill Withers, who has a bunch of like, he, he wrote like classic shit, like amazing shit that niggas are still sampling today. You who know? else? That, I mean, you know, I'm just thinking of shit like that. Karen Clark Sheard. Who? Okay. All Charlotte right. Caesar. I'm not saying I wouldn't Luther. say Beyonce. I'm just not saying she would automatically be my first choice. Maybe Whitney. Maybe Mariah. Oh, Mariah has Whitney some good shit. Whitney would be a good one. Mariah has some good shit, Whitney too. and Mariah. This mm-hmm. is not even a... I'm going to... I mean, I would still choose Beyonce. I would choose Beyonce or, yeah, some of the other people that I named. Okay. All or right. just take my iPad. Yeah. iPod. <laughs> All What's right. the next question? Okay, yes, let's move on. Our last question comes from Carnithia, which is a fake name. And you it's, don't know that. Well, it's a name I just made up. Oh, um, okay. And it says... But you don't know that. <laughs> what is your point, bro? Carnithia is somebody's name. I know it. I mean, I'm sure it is. However, this person requested to be anonymous, and I just made that up. Um, I'm a 21-year-old girl currently attending university. I'm an African who's been raised in England, and with that, it means certain ideals come with home life. I know my location has affected how I've turned out as an individual, and I have an understanding of my culture and British culture, but that has also led me... That has also led to me butting heads with my mother recently. I love her, but some of the stuff she says is quite hurtful and has a tendency to be a bit bougie. I recently got my septum pierced and instantly she told me about how I'm limiting my job opportunities and I'm never going to find a husband and people are going to talk about me and talk to her about me, how I'm being rebellious, etc. I I don't know about that. You'll probably find a husband, but... (laughs) I shaved my hair and due to the way I occasionally dress, she asked me why I wants to be a boy and needs to know if I'm a lesbian. And I said, if I was, you would know. And she's so worried about what people have to say about how I look. She's also Catholic, so she has some very strong opinions that I don't agree with. So that doesn't help when we're around certain group of groups of people. I get where she's coming from, but this is becoming too much for me. How would you talk to your mother respectfully about how she speaks to Y'all you? Y'all are writing in all these letters about how your yeah, mamas are Yeah, it's a mother mamas. day. <laughs> your mothers are... So you got a septum piercing, and your mama doesn't like it. And your mother is religious, and so she has views that clash with yours. But how do you talk to your mama about the fact that some of the shit she says is, like, genuinely hurtful or ignorant or something? Like, like I don't think that's really any different from somebody who's, like, 
pro-gay marriage, you know, having to talk to their homophobic-ass parents in the middle of Kansas about why, like, they have no re- reason to still be hateful. I don't know your mama, so I only know how much... I mean, I don't know how much you can get away with when you're speaking to her. I mean, you can just go the basic route of saying, look, you say these things and they're very hurtful. I don't like them. They make me feel a way about myself or, you know, you know, I just don't like the energy that you give to me or mm-hmm. my mom and it makes me feel bad and things like that and see where it goes with that. So I typically would really... take the, you should start, I think, if you're going to speak to your parents, try and start from the respectful, compassionate, I'm hurt uh, place yeah. and see where that gets you. Because parents, ultimately, they want to see their, I most parents, hope, good parents, right, right. want to see their kids happy and not hurt. So if you are showing her, like, this is hurtful to me, mm-hmm. then if after that she's just kind of like, oh, I don't give a fuck, take that shit out your goddamn nose, then I'd cuss her out. See, that makes me think about how... If I didn't live with her. My mama was like, she would kind of like be like that sometimes too. Like, she would say things about me that she knew were fucked up or like I wouldn't like them, but it was like, you know, what am I really going to do? Are you with my mama? Or she would like pick on me for being fat or whatever. Like, stuff like that that hurts, I think, more than parents think it does because mm-hmm. something like this I'm looking at this like okay girl it's a septum piercing like you know she'll and get all over I can it you'll right get over it is, but... is Omarion's baby mama with that huge ass Cheerio that she had that, <laughs> that honeycomb she has. that she had in her nose. Like it's and I don't she mind septum right. piercings. I think that they're cute, but that shit was huge. Anyway. I don't, I don't like her jewelry in particular, but like sometimes it's just like, you know, you want to be able to express to your parents in a respectful way because you know not to come to them crazy, but like, you know, what you are saying is genuinely hurting my feelings. Now whether she feels like you know you have a reason for it or not, I guess is a different conversation. And you know your mama, like Kid Fury said, better than we would. So you know better how to gauge that. But I think just kind of approaching her with like, like he said, you know, from a place of hurt, but then also like, I don't want to feel like this way at you. I don't want to be angry with you. Like, I don't want to feel like I can't talk to you. Parents always want to feel like their kids will come to them if something is really wrong. But if, but if you are, if you are putting your child in a position to feel hurt by you or like they can't come to you, then when some shit really does go crazy and they need you, you might not be the first place they turn. So like, I think it's just, right. It's just really about, you know, trying to keep the relationship between y'all as, as healthy as possible. But yeah. And your mama is your mama. And she's like, this is a completely different era. She probably has no idea why you have this shit in your nose or why you think that shit is cute. She probably has no idea why you would want to cut your hair off. She probably just doesn't get it. This is a completely mm-hmm. different era, different styles, different things are considered fashionable and all that stuff that she is just going to go clear over her head. And one day you're going to have kids and they're going to be doing and wearing shit that you don't get and you're going to feel a way about it too. Mm-hmm. So I guess you should just say to her, like, look, I don't like this. It makes me, you know, it hurts my feelings and I wish you would be a little bit more open-minded about it. And then after that, if I'm speaking for myself, yeah, after that, if she still was was not respectful of it, I probably would let her have it. Mm-hmm. But my mama, like, my mother would say slick little things like that, like, that were veiled as, like, jokes mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And I would roll my eyes, and then she would know that I didn't like it, and she would stop. She never, like, really... my gra- Her mama, though? <laughs> and you better take it as a joke, too, bitch, because she... Uh, I <laughs> don't, love don't, don't get in your feelings. Yeah, don't get in your goddamn Oh, my God, feelings. my granddaddy was like that. He would clown you, and then if you got hurt, he would be like... He would be so mad, you don't know, right? So you can't take jokes. So, so you don't laugh? So you so you just sensitive. So you just never. So we just can't say nothing to you. Like, oh wow! So hey, everybody, calm down. <laughs> Let's not joke. Like, like why old niggas mean like that? <laughs> like, Grandma, I'm four. 
<laughs> Lucky I still have feelings. I haven't learned how to talk a man yet. All right. Well, good luck to you. If you have a question, send it to ask3.gmail.com and we'll be right back. This episode is also being brought to you by Audible. Listen, if you love books, if you love to read, but you may not have that much time to read them, audible.com is the perfect place with the perfect solution. You can get audiobooks and listen to the books you've been meaning to read on the go, at the gym, on the train, plane maybe, wherever you need. And audible.com provides over 180,000 audio programs. That's true. They've got so many different titles to choose from in so many different genres. They've got books like Game of Thrones by George R. R. Martin and Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. Unlike a streaming or rental service with Audible, you actually own your books and they have free apps for the iPhone, Android and Windows phones. So you can access your books anytime. They have WhisperSync technology, which lets you bounce back and forth between the audiobook and the ebook without losing your place. Easy chapter navigation, annotated bookmarks. And if you don't like what you choose, Audible has a great listen guarantee, which means you can exchange any book you aren't happy with for another title anytime and no questions asked. So go to audiblepodcast.com slash read for a free 30 day trial and a free audio. Book. We know you guys are going to love it. And now let's move on. This episode is also being brought to you by Bevel and Tristan Walker and all of those great shavy folks. Bevel is the first and only shaving system for men with coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. It's clinically proven to reduce and prevent razor bumps. Four out of five men reported reduced razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation. I would be one of those four because if there's one thing I hate, it is a razor bump, and I was struggling to find a razor that would help me keep my skin together and not looking like a crunch bar. And this is the one that does it using a single blade that cuts right above the skin to prevent irritation. Yes, it does. Again, Bevel gives a really great shave. It was created by Tristan Walker, who saw a void in the health and beauty market. His goal is to make health and beauty simple for people of color. Like Hifiri said, it's the first and only shaving system for men with coarse curly hair and sensitive skin. And you can start shaving smarter today at GetBevel.com and get 20% off your first month's membership by entering promo code THEREAD at checkout. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com and use promo code THEREAD for 20% off your first month. It's time to get a smarter and sexier shave with Bevel and the Reed. And now let's finish the show. So we're back and it's time for the Reed. It is time for the Reeds this week. You want me to go first? Sure. Okay. So Ellen DeGeneres went on um, Sirius XM to talk to Howard Stern and talked about some stuff like why doing American Idol was a mistake, which I think you could probably guess without even listening. And talked about having Caitlyn Jenner on the American show. American Idol. Remember when Ellen was an American Idol judge? Or, yeah, wasn't it? One of those ridiculous shows for, like, one season. It was really? trash. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was American Idol that Ellen was on. But um, she talked about how Caitlyn Jenner was on her show, which aired on Tuesday, and how Caitlyn is still kind of prejudiced towards gay people. Now, if you missed the episode of Ellen... Caitlin went on and said that initially when the issue of gay marriage came out like 15, 20 years ago, that she was against it. She called herself a traditionalist and said tradition is her thing and it's always been a man and a woman and, and she just doesn't quite get it. And so she got on Ellen's couch and said, quote, I think like a lot of people on this issue, I have really changed my thinking here, too. I don't ever want to stand in front of anybody's happiness. That's not my job. OK, if that word marriage is really, really that important to you, I can go with it. End quote. 
So Ellen and a whole lot of other people took offense to this because it kind of felt like Caitlyn was still holding back really on truly supporting gay marriage, how it was kind of like, well, girl, if the word marriage means that much to you fags, then fine, you can have it. Like, fine. That's just it. Okay, girl. Fine. Y'all got it. It's, it's time. It's the law of the land. It's just where the world is going. So fine. Like, kind of like we give up. Not really. I see how my previous way of thinking was really fucked up and discriminatory. Not I apologize for my bullshit point of view and the fact that I used my position of power to oppress people who I ended up having more in common with any damn way. Not not a sense of remorse, but just, oh, well, you know, you bitches have worn us down. So fine. You can fucking have it. Caitlin is just like. A lot of other white Republicans who decide that once something applies to them, then the rules have changed and it's different now and the perspective can be taken differently. You are admitting that you are an open homophobe all throughout these years, the 70s, 80s and 90s, when, when, when according to the documentaries we've seen you put out on television were the same decades that you were coming to terms with the fact that you were trans and starting to identify as trans and taking medication and doing shit like that because you knew then that something wasn't all the way gravy with your ass. So even then, when you were struggling with yourself and knowing that there was something going on with you that you needed to reconcile, you still had the audacity to be homophobic and carry that homophobia through through with you all these years and now that you've come out and you're a trans lady which is a great thing and it's all this visibility and people do need to work on being less transphobic all of this is true and yes people should use your correct pronouns and it, it brings a lot of visibility to an issue that definitely needs the spotlight but now that it's you everybody is supposed to act right now that it's you everybody is supposed to have the correct opinion everybody's supposed to be progressive when it wasn't you it was fine when when LGBT marriage didn't have anything to do with you personally, when being trans didn't have anything to do with you publicly, then it didn't matter how you shat on or discriminated against other people, bitch. You don't get to come up. No, you actually do get to come up because you're a privileged ass white lady who used to be a privileged ass white man. And you still have them same fuck ass points of view. And really, can't nobody take your money or your whiteness away from you. So I'm pretty sure you'll get up, get away with whatever bullshit you want to get away with. But it's fucked up. And this is why people are always getting your ass together behind shit because you don't seem to understand that you're one of us now. You don't seem to, like, you're trans and you identify and you came out, but you don't really get it with the rest of us. And shitting on gay people and being like, oh, well, I mean, gay marriage is just kind of whatever. I mean, like, girl, I guess. I guess, you know, the statute of limitation of being mad about it has run out. Instead of coming out and being like, I'm sorry that I was a really bigoted fuckhead. And I'm sorry that I donated money and voted for people who have taken your rights away from you. And I'm sorry that I have actively done shit to disenfranchise franchise black trans youth i'm sorry that my actions and the way i spent my money fucked y'all over instead of coming out and saying some shit like that you want to make it just like oh well okay i mean if marriage is that big of a deal to you fuck you bitch i was never see when kaylee came out it was yes and the photos and bitch you fine and bitch yes stunt all this yes but i said on twitter then it's only so much standing i can do for a rich white republican it's only so much and that's it girl like yes you look good excuse me you look good go off and live your life you deserve to be in peace without anybody attacking your ass but bitch fuck you okay and that's my read i wanted to mention when we were talking i mean earlier that like i don't i don't care to demonize caitlin jenner over this i just don't really even care like i don't give a shit about that whole entire family i'm very you know uh 
glad that she could uh, live her life the way that she wants to live her life publicly. And all of that is great. And she does look beautiful. But yes, we acknowledge that as a rich white Republican, she's only only a matter of time before she going to say something that is going to offend us. Mm -hmm. And I figured it was going to be Black Lives Matter. But this is even funnier. It's funny in a way because it's like, mm, although your homosexuality, I mean, uh, your sexuality and your gender don't mix. So it's not that you, I mean, you can be trans and also not support gay marriage, I guess, in a sense. But one would think that you would, seeing as how we are lumped into the same community. Right. It makes less sense that you don't. Yeah, it makes almost no sense that you don't. And and I do feel like her saying, you know, now I feel like, you know, if the word is that important to you. And like Ellen tried to explain to her, like, it is that important to us because marriage is a thing. And we want, like, we want want equality. equality. So, yeah, it's not just the, like, why do you get to be like, oh, I'm married. And if it means that much, yes, because we want equal rights that's what it's about and you should know that more than anybody but then also i saw a clip of her on the show with um the imk show with jenny boylan Mm -hmm. and she said something to the effects of like i want it, it would be really attractive to me if a man uh treated me or loved me as if like as like a normal woman something like that and she said jenny was like what does that mean and i guess she was trying to say that she would want to be in a relationship that wasn't like, oh, this is the trans woman and her bae, like just like a normal, average, traditional like, like a type of thing. Woman. And she said, Jenny was like, listen, A, you can be a woman, but a man doesn't make you a woman. A woman can make you a Come woman. On, you know man. what I'm saying? And she said, you've done all of this work to identify as a girl. Don't be a stupid one. Be a smart one. On. That's what she said to her. So when I watched it, I was just kind of like, okay, well, you hear you're dealing with somebody who has basically just wants to be who she is and at the same time now feels this pressure to fight all of these rights or whatever. When it's like, Caitlin, you could have just came out as friends and then minded your business if you yeah. wanted to. You know, like you are the one who has taken it upon yourself to fight this fight. And that is, I'm not taking that away from her because it's important. Even if that bitch, God forbid, falls off a bridge tomorrow or, you know, says the some other really ridiculous offensive shit, the, I think sometimes we have to take the, the lesson for what it is. Like, Caitlin aside, the conversation of trans men and women is important and it needs to be had. So in my eyes, I always look to Caitlyn as, yes, I'm proud of you, girl, for coming out. And yes, you do look great, nice shoes, whatever the fuck. But this, she is to me like a catalyst for the conversation that we have to have mm-hmm. as like a, not even just a country, like a planet, you know? And so she probably feels like, oh, I got to do all of these things. That bitch was bold for that, you know, but I'm not surprised, you know, it is what it is. I don't even care. Look at your daughter. Please go take care of her. Like, I mean, girl, and weren't you in your own gay marriage the whole time you were married to Chris? So, like, how are you even judging? Like, get the fuck on. But anyway. Um, so, yeah, I don't have one. Okay. And I looked through the past three Gmail. Most of those are old. Oh, wow. I figured because we haven't done, um... We haven't passed the read in months. We haven't passed the read in months, and it's usually because we've had so many people to cuss out week by week by week. (laughs) 
Um, so, I mean, you can definitely send us emails to passthread at gmail.com if you have something we should pick that, that you up want again. to do. Yeah, because I don't... Start doing that more often. I think that maybe a lot of people don't know or they forgot or whatever. It's probably been a year since we've done that, honestly. So, all right, yeah, passthread at gmail.com if you have a read you want us to do. Um. So, yeah, I... I don't know, man. I don't even like this episode. Honestly. And it's not like that doesn't need to be taken out. I'm just not like, I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm at wit's end. I went to the doctor, right? And, um, like, they did all these things. You know, I like last week I struggled to get the episode was late because I was in pain and all that bullshit. And I went to the doctor I actually had to spend the night in the emergency room because the pain was so bad this past weekend and all that stuff. And so, you know, they I, I got a, I had a CAT scan, X-ray, every blood test, Bible study, everything you could think of. And they were just like, everything's fine. You don't see anything wrong with you. So I saw this black lady doctor yesterday and she like went over all of my stuff with me and she was like, it seems like you have a mixture of a really poor diet, which I believe because I don't, I haven't been drinking much water or like eating green things Mm -hmm. um, or things that are like not fried. (laughs) Um, But she said you are probably, because I don't know if they do this in a lot of other places, but every time I've been to the doctor here, they always give you a form that asks you about like your mental health. Mm -hmm. Like they'll ask you like, uh, do you like fidget a lot or or do you have problems like speaking to people? Do you think you'd be better off dead? uh, Do you have problems? Uh, issues getting work done or focusing and all of those things and then it would be like strongly agree strongly disagree blah 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 all that stuff and so i filled it out honestly and when i saw the doctor she was like well your thing your your chart here your blood everything seems to be fine your organs are working you don't have any holes in your intestines or whatever blah 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 but you clearly are struggling with like stress and anxiety and depression and so then she started asking me about this, like, the part on there about, like, suicide and all of that stuff. And I was like, you know, uh, I struggled with that more when I was younger, like when I was a teenager. Now it just kind of, like, is something when I'm, like, really, really frustrated. It'll just be like, oh, my God, if I just jump from another two train, it'll be fine. Like, like, oh, God. You know, and then, you know, I work through it. But I don't know. I'm just... I know that I'm stressed out because, like, I have such an immense pressure on me all the time, I feel like. And it's not for, it's not, I don't think anybody is creating it but me. But I always feel this pressure to perform to the best of my ability and keep everybody happy and update YouTube when I can, even though I hardly ever have time for that. And, like, then it's like this Halloween party and I have to get flyers and things done for that and figure out where it's going to be and all of this stuff. And then we have to go fly. And then I'm like, you know... My grandmother is sick and, like, I want to go home and I can't. And then we have to go to London tomorrow and I'm afraid to fly and I'm aching. And, like, it's just, it's too much, you know? And so, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know why I'm saying this. But I just, I'm struggling, I think, day by day to keep it together because I just want I feel like maybe I don't know I feel like if I'm I'm going to end up being my own downfall because I can't like 
get my head together sometimes. And it's frustrating. But um, it was very interesting to me that she was like, you have to, she said, drink some ginger tea, which I thought was hilarious because that's what my grandmother would say. And she, you know. So. It's okay. You know, life is, life is a lot sometimes. It's crazy because I was thinking on the, the train over here that like, Being introverted, and someone sent a question into the inbox about me being an introvert too, which we'll get to some other time. But like, I I I think I understand why so many people are willfully ignorant, and it frustrates the fuck out of me. And it's always like people who just choose to like ignore like uh, their responsibilities or like human life. You know, like people who like Donald Trump's dumb old cheddar cheese face ass talking about the black lives movement is trouble and they're looking for trouble like you have people who are dying out in the street and like crying about it and you know what it's based off of you're not that dumb you know and it i understand i think why people because like life in itself is so difficult and i'm only 27 years old and i feel like being introverted i'm always in my head and i always think about every single thing that i do that people do why it's done why do white people say all lives matter and black lives matter like why you know why is it so hard for me to focus why the fuck like everything like i all every single day i'm always questioning things and getting frustrated whether it has to do with my life or another life and it's just kind of like fuck like sometimes i want to be able to like change the world or at least just make people laugh their way through the bullshit and so i don't know if that's why i have like a weight on my back or whatever but i really just want like for people to be happy you know, and I think that that's why I do this because it's not even about me. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just like really, yeah, I'm trying my best to figure it out, but it's rough. Okay. So, anyway, not to end it on a very. <laughs> well, I'm here for you. You know, we'll talk later, but I just. I think it's important when you're feeling like that to say something because every time you do, we get so many letters from people who are like, I just thank Kifuri so much for being open about his struggles with mental illness because, you know, I'm dealing with the same thing and it's hard for me. So anytime you feel like, you know, you want to talk about it, I think it's good that you do. Well, you know, this is not what this is for. Like this show is supposed to be released. It's supposed to be something like that people who come to and laugh and maybe learn or whatever. And I don't even like nobody needs all of that. I don't even know. I, I just, the only, re- in fact, the only reason I'm saying it now is because I'm dissatisfied with the shit today. Okay. And the uh, reason, the only reason I'm dissatisfied with it is because I know that I'm sad and I couldn't do it the way that I wanted to. So. Okay. I mean, and that's true. Like there's people do come to the show to laugh, but the show has also always been real, and so we just had to have a real moment about it. Oh, God. We're going to have to cut all this shit out because I do not need that kind Anyway. So, the uh, London is tomorrow. Yeah, it is. We're oh, having- well, no. London is Saturday, but we're leaving tomorrow? Yes. Yes. So, 
we leave tomorrow night, but we yes. get to London on. We are headed out to London um, tomorrow, and we will see you guys on Saturday. We're very excited about that, our first show in Europe. And um, to, you know, stick around and hang out in Europe for a little while. So we're just, I don't know, just super hype. I can't wait. Yes, it should be quite interesting and very far. It'll be okay. Like, you'll be all right on the plane. I promise. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be right there, so. <laughs> do we have anything else? Um, let's see. Uh, check out the website, thisisareed.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at thisisareed. And do we have, I don't think I have any announcements uh, this week. So, do you? Congratulations again to Ariel and Q. The wedding was beautiful, and y'all are gorgeous and perfect. So, um, not. I feel like I did, but I can't really remember. Happy birthday to my friend Terrence, or happy belated. All right. Well, in that case, we will see y'all next week. All right. Bye. Hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. So if you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue and give your family and friends the holiday treats they deserve, then you need to get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. As for me, I'm very qualified to help y'all learn how to maybe start journaling every day to get your thoughts out and improve your mental health or... I could teach you how to get on the nerves of every man in a five-mile radius. I'm an expert at that. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online courses. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and then tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content that your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. It's up to you. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Just head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash read to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash R-E-A-D. Let them know Kefir and Crystal sent you.